Hi, welcome back to our study of patterns found in the Gospel of Mark. Today we're going to be looking at chapter 10, which I'm going to title Devoted. But first, I need to do a quick review just to bring you up to par. In Mark chapter, Mark chapter 12, 30, 31 is the most important verse in the Gospel of Mark. I think it gives you, I think it unlocks the book incredibly so, where Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength, and your neighbor as yourself. Heart is my emotions, my sensations, soul, my imagination, mind, my cognition. That's my thinking. Strength is when I make my decision. So here's where, here's where we're at so far with the heart, the soul, the mind. And now we're looking at tackling chapter 10. But before we do, here's the matrix. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to get a better understanding of what Jesus is trying to teach. You see, when I look at the Old Testament books, I can see the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness. And when I look at the letters of Paul and Peter, I see the very same thing where God's teaching us how to accomplish those things. But when I'm seeing the gospel, I'm, I'm not seeing the fruit of the Holy Spirit until now. Because if you actually look at the heart, which is your emotions, chapter 1, if I trust God's word, I'm going to surrender. And there was the leper. He surrendered too. To Christ. Love grows inside of me. When I submit to God's word, there's joy, right? And that's when Matthew submitted to Christ. He had great joy in his life, so much joy, he threw a party for Jesus in chapter 2. And then in chapter 3, it's when you share the word of God. And what does he say in chapter 3? Uh, and I need to point out that I used to have solidify here or solidarity. And as I go through, I'm, I'm correcting some of the words or finding something that's, you know, that fits better. Serve fits here better because Jesus says, who are my mother, brother, and sisters? Those who do the will of God. What's the will of God? Love one another. Serve the church. When you're serving the church, peace will reign in your life. Then when you look at the soul or imagination, that starts with patience. Being introspective, the, the parable of the soils, which soil are you? Examine yourself, think about it. And in that chapter, the wind obeyed uh, Jesus when he said, be still. Kindness, chapter 5, is the demoniac, right? And, and in this chapter, the neat thing that we see here is um, Jairus wants his daughter to be saved, and off he goes when she is. The hemorrhaging woman, off she goes when she's healed, but not with a demoniac. He's ruined an awful lot of people's lives. He's been a royal pain. He wants those demons out, but he wants them out. Why? So he can serve. And Jesus heals him by casting out the demons. And then what does he do? Let me follow you. And Jesus says, no, you go back to your hometown and tell everybody. And what does he do? He does exactly that. What's his incentive? To help other people to see the light because Jesus turned the light on to him. Get your incentive right and people will see kindness growing in your life. And then goodness is intentions. The people of Nazareth had no intention of, of honoring Jesus. Herod had no intention of protecting John. The apostles, they had no intention of serving these people all this food. But the people of Genezareth, when they saw Jesus, they were running throughout the entire countryside, bringing people to him. They were trying to share the blessings of God because they knew that this man is the one that's going to heal. And they were doing everything they could to help others. That's the goodness in your life. Then the last three, faithfulness, that's comprehending. Syrophoenician woman, she understood when Jesus insult her, insulted her by saying, I don't give the bread to the dogs, but she says the dogs eat the crumbs. 
because the, they didn't understand, they didn't comprehend the word because the Jews were so locked into what? Traditions. Gentleness, contemplate. And, and for gentleness and to contemplate, that was the blind man that received the touch twice. The first touch was so that he could see perfectly well. But he said, I see people walking like trees. When Jesus covered his eyes, he was using his ears. Then he understood. You see, if physical, what you see physically is not what, what, what you understand. You've got to use your brain. You've got to contemplate. Because it's not what a person looks like. It's what they communicate. And that's what's going to take some contemplation. Gentleness will show up there. And then last was chapter 9, and that was self-control. Be considerate. That takes self-control. Before I want to do what I want to do, I have to think about others and do what they need to have done so that they can be rewarded in, in heaven. Have salt in yourself. Get into control. So when I look at the beginning of the Gospel of Mark, uh, heart, soul, mind, but now I'm stuck on strength. And how does that fit into the matrix? Well, what I like to teach the kids is if you're going to make a decision, you've got to run on all four cylinders. You've got to fall in love with something that you want to buy. Then you've got to go to your imagination. And then you go to your cognition. And then you do your strength. A quick example. Fall in love with a picture. Beautiful volcano. It's awesome. And it's just fear-inspiring, right? And I just got to buy this. So I run out and buy it. And I take it home. My wife shoots me. Right? I wasn't thinking. And that's what she'll say. What were you thinking? But what I got to do is I've got to fall in love with it, which is my heart. But then you got to visit your soul. Where am I going to hang this? In the living room? It's four by six. It's going to fill the entire wall. Every morning, I'm going to look at a picture that gives me fear and trembling. Am I going to be able to handle this every day? I don't think so. And then I visit my cognition, my mind. And my mind says, I can't afford $800 for a picture of a volcano to hang on a wall because my bank account isn't that great. So there we go to the strength. And my strength says, Okay, the heart likes it. Imagination can't figure out where we're going to hang it and if it's going to make us feel good. And the mind says, we really can't afford it. Let's make a decision on this. That's what God expects us to do. Decision, leave it in the store. Don't purchase this thing. So now that we look at what Mark's trying to say here, if I'm going to make a decision, when it comes to strength, chapter 10 is going to visit the heart. Chapter, you know, the heart, where I need to learn to surrender, submit, and serve. Chapter 11 is going to visit the soul, be introspective, incentive, have incentives in, in my intentions. And then chapter 12 is going to visit the mind. Do you really comprehend, contemplate, and consider it? Right? This is the way I need to make my decisions so that when I'm making decisions, when my actions are going to be what God calls me to do because I'm going to run on all four cylinders. So quickly running through chapter 10. You're going to have to do a lot of research yourself. But catch this. Chapter 10 is going to visit the surrendering, submit, and serve. At the very beginning of the chapter, 1 through 16, what are we looking at? We're looking at divorce. They want to have reasons for a divorce. And Jesus says there is no reasons for a divorce right here. Because when you're looking at your marriage, you need to learn to surrender. You need to learn to have mercy. You need to see that you got married to this woman and you're going to stay married for life. So don't start be talking about divorce right here. Learn to surrender. Give up some of your foolishness so that this relationship's going to work. Then we see the rich man, chapter 17 to 31. He says, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? Jesus rattles off a bunch of commandments. He says, I've kept all those commandments. Jesus says, one thing you lack, sell everything you got, follow me. 
See, the commandments represent the Old Testament, but you've got to follow me. That's the New Testament. But the rich man was not willing to submit, so he walks away sad because he's not willing to submit and follow after Christ. And then we see James and John, 32 to 45. And what's James and John doing? They're asking to sit on the right and sit on the left. Because listen, Lord, we don't want to serve. We want to be served just like you're going to be served. Well, Jesus squares them away and says, if you want to be first, you've got to be last. You, you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you've got to be a servant. So in, the, in chapter 10, he's visiting the emotions from the heart. And then he wraps it all up so incredibly beautifully with Bartimaeus. Because we see with Bartimaeus, as he hears Jesus coming down the road, it's Sunday morning. Jesus is heading to Bethany where he's going to have dinner at Mary and Martha's. Monday he's going to walk in with a triumphal entry. Tuesday, right? This is his last week. So on this Sunday morning, Bartimaeus is screaming out because he knows it's Jesus. And he's saying, Son of David, have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. And what are the people saying? They're saying, be quiet. Would you just be quiet? That's the way the world is. Just leave Christ alone. Just get your act together. He's not going to listen to the world. He's going to surrender himself and chase after Christ. He keeps shouting. Jesus says, tell that guy to come over here. When he gets up, what does he do? He casts his cloak. He gets rid of his house. He gets rid of his security blanket. The rich man wasn't willing to give up his security blanket. The rich man wasn't willing to, to chase after Christ. Bartimaeus gave up everything he owned. He's still blind and he's throwing whatever was his life as rags behind him. And he's going after Christ. And then what does he do? Jesus heals his eyes and then Bartimaeus follows Jesus up to Bethany, over to Jerusalem, so that on Friday he watches the guy that opens his eyes die on the cross so that he can get his sins forgiven. He follows Jesus. What does he do? He serves. Bartimaeus wraps it all up beautifully in this situation. Chapter 10 is all about being devoted to Christ. Put your heart into it. The question you need to ask is, are you devoted? If you're not, you need to look to your heart. You need to look at chapter 1, chapter 2, and chapter 3. And you need to understand, not just did you, but are you? Do you surrender every day to Christ? Do you submit to his word or do you submit to yourself? And are you serving the church? Do you live to help the church and the Christians around you? Are you devoted? Chapter 10, that's the question. Thank you for watching.